Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Howard J. Dingers. And this is Three Count Review. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live Review. Do I have everybody's attention now? Welcome to the most must-hear WSCW Sports Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Yo, I can barely walk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alright, so I missed out the last couple weeks of doing this, so I will have ask this question. It's a very curious question because I'm trying to figure this out from everybody on my Instagram. Why is it that everyone assumes that I, like, live and swear and die by the band churches? Like, did you go through that Instagram poll? No. Like, okay, so if you go through, there's a whole bunch of different questions and everything that I asked on it. And literally any option that had churches in it, people picked churches. I was like, guys, they're not even, like, my favorite, favorite band. I mean, you like them a lot. I do. I really do. They are one of my favorite bands. You have a jersey. Yes. I don't know more than most people have for other bands <laughs> mm. i think it's a fair assumption i mean i guess <laughs> no the thing that threw me was everyone thought kyle was my favorite rapper i was like you're technically not wrong but he barely loses out to drake it literally goes like it literally goes drake then kyle by the slimmest of margins because i've loved because i've loved drake like since i was in like high school i like old drake much like i like old kanye oh. they have both well yeah the weight of yeah the the bulk of me liking drake is predominantly like old drake i don't like but. new drake at all he puts out some good music but it, he's barely a rapper anymore in my opinion Fair i don't enough. know i i looked at my top three uh artists on spotify yeah and they're all rappers yeah it literally in this order: Kendrick, yeah, J Cole, yeah, Childish Gambino. That's a good three. Yeah, and then Eminem somewhere in there, which, uh, uh, I don't even know what the word. Th- those are those four are my, in my four favorite rappers of all time, mm-hmm. and then add on Lil Wayne in there somewhere. Pretty cool, almost in that order too. But anyway. Let's uh, okay. So we're here three count review, obviously. Yes. Wrestling Wednesday. We're talking Raw and SmackDown. Boring week. Really. Boring week of Raw of Raw and SmackDown. Was it? Okay. They were both very boring shows. The only talking points are that the Money in the Bank matches are confirmed. That's really. Wow. That's, that's, is that really it? And the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> oh <my God> <laughs> that's really it. Like, <laughs> someone said. Wow, that episode of Firefly Funhouse really had a lot of filler wrestling around it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Oh it's really God. the only reason I'm watching Raw now. Oh, it's just it. Nothing happened. It, it was. It, it wasn't one of the worst weeks of TV that we've had, but because, good God, we've had some bad TV in the past couple of years. We went to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as a combined week. Of Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. boring five hours, and usually Raw is meh, and then SmackDown's good. But even SmackDown was just 
which is slow which, and boring, which is weird. It was really weird. It's there's a couple criticisms I have. Uh, so I get we'll go through it. We're going to go through most segments pretty quickly. Raw opened up with Alexa Bliss, a moment of bliss. Are we still doing that? Yeah, we still are. <laughs> um, as she was out there to announce the Raw participants in the money, the men's money in the bank ladder match first. She does the women's later, and she announces Ricochet, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. Two of those people have won this in the past two years. Oh, so we know they're not winning. And they have both failed to cash in. So we know they're not winning. I would almost put money that either Strowman or Corbin are going to win. <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end of the video, but I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts on this. But anyway, they, they were going back and forth. They like they they get they took shots at Ricochet for being small and let the grown-ups talk, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Uh, and then... But Ricochet was saying how Corbin won and failed to cash in. And then Corbin said, shut up. And But McIntyre was like, no, Corbin, he actually has a point. You missed your opportunity already. At no point in this whole conversation, even even Strowman like, jumped in and said something about Corbin. At no point in this promo did anyone bring up the fact that Strowman did the same exact thing last year. It's like, come on. Like, if... I get he's the heel and you want to riff on him. Continu I, don't, I thought that you hired a continuity guy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's not good at his job. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's, Apparently not. Yeah, that's all I have to say. They set up. It was uh, set up as a tag team match. Ricochet and Strowman versus Corbin and McIntyre. Um, and, I, yeah, that was – oh, geez, sorry. Just drank a soda. I'm a little – <laughs> uh, that the, carbonation the, the carbonation that I so desperately crave um, <laughs> um, so it, it it literally just went straight into the tag match it was them working on Ricochet eventual hot tag to Braun, Braun ran wild Braun hit a running power slam and Ricochet hit a uh, 630 or not a 630, he hit a shooting star um, and actually what happened was McIntyre had Ricochet down uh -huh. And he was going for the Claymore, but Mac or but Corbin tagged himself in. So then McIntyre clocked Corbin. Mac and then and then that's where the hot tag, running power slam, shooting star to Baron Corbin. So cool. I love Ricochet, especially in tag matches. <laughs> they know how to book him in tag matches. Um, last week against Robert Roode was a little interesting. No Robert Roode on the show. None whatsoever. No Robert Roode. Okay. No Cesaro. All right. No Cedric Alexander. Okay. Cool. Way to build the new guys. <laughs> Arguably, those three would have been better picks than the big guys in this match, in the Money in the Bank match. <sighs> Just ridiculous. That, that's the other thing. Why don't they do qualifying matches anymore? They did used to do that for a while. Yeah, didn't they? like last year they did qualifying matches. And this year, if you look at it, Ricochet lost to Robert Roode last week. Yeah. Strowman lost his cash-in last year. Matt, we know Corbin lost his uh, cash-in two years ago, and yep. he lost his match last week against AJ Styles. And McIntyre had his match stolen by Baron Corbin last week. Mm -hmm. They all lost. <laughs> like Strowman, I don't think. Strowman had a segment with EC3 last week. These are losers. 
They're literally losers in this match. It's stupid. <laughs> I just don't. It's lazy booking. It's lazy booking. But as we'll get to SmackDown, at least they had an in-ring segment to set this up. Okay. <laughs> in. Anyway, next, the super superstar shakeup is still in effect. Wait, what? Because Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows moved to Monday Night Raw. All right. Why would you take a tag team away from SmackDown? They have nothing already. Now you're just taking more away from the... It's stupid. So before... Okay, so it was the Usos. And before their match with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, they had... They, they showed... Or I think it was after, actually. They, they won the match, which was a decent match, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Good Brothers actually... They actually called themselves Bulletproof. I, it wasn't their tag team name, but they said that they were Bulletproof. I think I think they got moved over because personally I think AJ is going to turn heel. Club. Oh. Hopefully. Hopefully. On the other hand, I kind of hope that they leave. <laughs> but anyway, so they beat them after you know, Gallows and Anderson take 90% of the match. Usos win on a hot tag basically. Whatever. After the match, the Usos say we have something that no one has ever seen of the revival before. Okay, cool. They show a video, and it's Jay shooting a video of Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, yo, I was just walking past the bathroom, and I noticed this. Come check this out. And they go in, and it's in the shower, and it's it's Dash Wilder shaving Scott Dawson's back. And we're meant to think that this is funny, and it's degrading, and it's stupid. It's silly because a man is shaving another man's back. I don't get it. I really don't get it. <laughs> because literally, so literally, after the video, the revival come out, and they're defending themselves. They're like, "Hey, Dash is literally like my brother Scott. He he he's big, man. He he's got he's got he's a big dude. He can't reach his whole back. Mm-hmm. I'm being a good friend and helping him out. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, <laughs> like that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I I don't understand. And the Usos are just like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, man, like that. I don't get this at all. I <laughs> WWE where stupid feuds ruin some of the hottest acts. The Raw creative staff doesn't know how to write for tag teams. They don't know how to write to, for shit. Though I mean, that's true too. But oh, like I made specifically, it ten minutes, damn it. Specifically for tag teams, and now all the tag teams are on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't get it. I just don't. Uh, that was yeah, stupid segment. Then we had uh, the return of Ms. TV special guest Bobby Lashley, no Leo Rush. So it's reported backstage that Leo Rush has some significant heat. He's walking around, making he's he's persistent on the fact that he wants his wife everywhere with him. So she's backstage. She's at rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. That's not normal. No, it's not. Um, he's also going around saying, uh, reportedly, I might add, that he is, that he should be the number one guy on Raw. He should be the main focus. He, all this stuff. So, unceremoniously, Bobby Lashley comes out on his TV. No mention of Leo Rush. No show, no, no Leo Rush whatsoever. So, no name drop at all. Nope. He's like. He's just gone. He's just. Wow. Thanos now. Thanos away. <laughs> I, he's just gone. He got, he got Thanos. Um, so, which actually still technically works without revealing any spoiler. <laughs> still technically works. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, speaking of, 
I'm doing, you don't even know, I'm doing a special episode with Chad. Chad want, reached out and he wanted to do another episode this weekend. Yeah. So I'm going to record another episode with Chad. Half of it's going to be sport. <laughs> yeah. And the second half of the show, we're going to talk about Infinity War. So. You mean Endgame? Or, yeah, sorry. What the day? Infinity Saga. What but day? Endgame. What day is I this? think we're recording Friday night. <laughs> Are you what, DJing? What time Friday night? Uh, don't know yet. He's letting me know. But it'll be if a set prior yeah. to 1030. It should be. Then I am good. Okay, cool. That'll be fun. But anyway, look forward to uh, Endgame talk on Saturday. Anyway, so this was <sighs> Bobby ended up talking about uh, Ms. Dad and Ms. got mad. He started, I, I don't know. This led into a match. <laughs> it was Lashley versus Ms. Miz was winning. Wait, because Lashley was talking about Miz dead? Yeah, it's just... It, it's, Are we really still going with this yeah. whole Miz thing? And then Shane comes out mid-match. Yay, continuity. Yeah, right? He's still on Raw and SmackDown. Well, awesome. yeah, because they're, they're the authority. They can, they can drift. I know. <sighs> I don't like any... Like, even Becky's getting stale because she's on... She's doing the same thing every week mm-hmm. on both shows. So it's get it it's one thing if you're doing the same thing every week on the one show. <laughs> but to do doing, it two yeah. times. Thank in a God week. she actually did something different on SmackDown when we get to that. But yeah, Miz or Shane comes out mid match, shows pictures of Miz Dad, then they beat up on Miz and what pictures of Miz Dad. Just pictures of him for sitting in the crowd and like getting hit by M- Shane and uh, So the pictures from Fastlane? Pretty much. Oh. Pretty much. And Armenia, I think, too. Oh. Yeah. It's... <sighs> okay. Oh, uh, so then uh, backstage later, Miz challenges Shane to a match at Money in the Bank. He said, at WrestleMania, we wrestled everywhere in the arena, but this time, need to keep it contained. Steel cage match. Okay. All right. Cool. I actually like that. <laughs> it's good. Full circle in the in the feud. I kind of like that, actually. Um, next we had the <laughs> still listed as the NXT tag team champions still don't come out with the belts. The Viking Raiders, Hanson and Rowe. I'm not, I'm not saying their other names. It's Hanson and Rowe. They come out and they have a match with, uh, the Lucha house party, Lucha house party attack them mid or before the match, much like war Raiders did last week. Question. Yes. Top of the picture is Ivar. Bottom is Eric. No. <laughs> Eric is That's that's Roe. So that's Eric. That's Eric. Eric and, and that's Han- and, and that's, that's Ivar. Ivar. Okay. Yeah. Eric Roe <laughs> cuz Eric Rowan. That's how I remember it. Uh, and Hanson is Ivar. Ah. Uh, okay. So Eric Ivar. Just, right. I just mm. Hanson and Roe. Yep. Yeah. So then Hanson and Roe beat the crap out of Lucha House Party even though the Lucha House Party has a 3 on one, 3 on 2 advantage. You mean they and didn't use Lucha House rules? No. <laughs> <laughs> but before the match when they were beating them up, it was 3 on 2, but then match started wiped them out with the Viking Experience is their finishing tag team move. Oh my gosh. I don't mind that actually. It's a better finishing move name than a tag team name because you're literally your experience you're going through a Viking Experience. I guess it makes I, I don't know it, I, it makes sense but I don't if they're like not gonna it. let go of the name <laughs> then that's the best way to do it fair enough <laughs> I'll give you that okay so then we have another moment of bliss <laughs> to announce 
the Raw Women's Money in the Bank participants. And she announces, oh my God, she announces Natalia. Natalia comes out and says, I'm going to win. Dana Brooke comes out. No, I don't ever get any opportunities. I'm going to win. And she announces Naomi. No, I'm a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm going to win. <laughs> and then Alexa's like, guys, 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 you're being disrespectful. There's one more woman in the back. Like, we're, she, I, I have to announce it. They're waiting back there for a big opportunity. They're waiting for me to announce their big opportunity. Just let, let's show some respect. The final participant is me. <laughs> so good by Alexa. Alexa's great. I but, love her. So the Raw women are Dana Brooke, Natalia. So I guess she's cleared Naomi, enough to be in a ladder match. Which scares the hell out of me. Same. Considering who else is in the match. Uh-huh. Looking at Dana Brooke. Not the safest, but not, not the, the worst. Natalia. She's usually safe. Naomi's okay. I'm okay with Naomi's Naomi. Naomi's safe. Bailey's okay as ba we get into SmackDown later. Bailey's good. Carmella's okay. Yeah. She's gotten a lot. If we were talking Carmella a year and a half Carmella ago. Carmella has be... improved greatly. Oh, 100%. If we were talking Carmella a year and a half ago, I'd be like, oh, God, yes. Alexa, no. Um, Ember Moon, fine. She should be okay. Safe. Yeah. Who's the other one on SmackDown? Mandy Rose. That's the one I'm worried about. I yeah. It's Mandy and Dana that I'm worried about being in a ladder match with Alexa Bliss. Just just a little worried about it. But anyway, yeah, stupid segment. Uh, Naomi challenged Alexa to a match, but Alexa's like, I'm not in my gear. I'm not even in – these aren't even my shoes. I, what? <laughs> but then Naomi was like, oh, so you're scared. No, I'm not scared. It's so stupid. <laughs> so they had a match. Throughout the match, Alexa's shoes were untied. She were trying to tie. She was trying to tie them. Eventually, Naomi pulled them off, and Alexa was complaining to the ref. Turns around, rear view, one, two, three. Naomi wins. Okay. Cool. <laughs> then we had the best part of the show. I showed Connor this before the show, so he knew he knows what's going on. If only there was like a live footage, like camera on my face. The word of the day sociopath <laughs> the firefly funhouse man so it opens up <laughs> we're gonna spend the most time on this opens up bray's painting he's got a little red beret on his head <laughs> and he's like you know when you're you can the painting is a good way of expressing your suppressed feelings i love how he throws the word suppressed in there because he's like when when you're expressing your feelings no one can hurt you and then Little Rabbit comes up. Finally, they introduce the rabbit. I'm glad they did. And it's Rambling Rabbit. Perfect pun because everyone compares Bray's promos from, you know, old Bray. They, they were all just rambling promos. Perfect self-awareness. Love it. Nice. It's beautiful. So then Rabbit's like, oh, what are you painting? And Bray's like, oh, do you want to see it? Sure. And he shows the painting, and all of a sudden, just fire and screaming the, starts. The old Wyatt complex. Yeah, it's the the painting is the Wyatt complex, but there's the sound of fire and screaming, and it's the Wyatt complex on fire with a person in the window, assuming assuming it's Sister Abigail, because that was the whole story of it. It was terrifying, and then he hangs up the painting crooked. <laughs> awesome. Abby the Witch pops up. Yes, it's Abby. That was confirmed. And and she and and Abby in a new voice for some reason, whatever, continuity. Um is like, "Hey, keep it down. Don't She she basically was like, "Don't bring that up anymore. Like I I'm still mad at you for that." 
because it's Abby, Abigail, and wait, it's the he, whole. Wait, so Abby's mad at Bray for letting the house burn down? I think so. I think that's what they're going for because symbolically, when Randy burned that down, it, even though we had the whole Sister Abigail with Finn Balor thing later, sy- symbolically, Abby was in the house and it like burnt. He was killing Sister Abigail is what the whole story, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds so about It was like right. two years ago, but still. So I th- I think the character of Abby is still mad at Bray because then Bray was like, but that was in the past. All of these people have forgiven me, haven't you? He gives his weird face and the crowd and the children chant, and they're like, yeah. And Abby's like, fine, but keep it down while I get my beauty rest. And then Bray's like, okay. Beauty rest. <laughs> right? She's dead. <laughs> so good. Canon, she's dead. <laughs> so good. And then, which is also, Abby pops up in that window in the Firefly Funhouse, mm-hmm. in the window of the Wyatt Complex. Yep. Just, just these, li- I, why, this is- it, why is it that the most can- canonically uh, accurate and the most self-aware and the best writing goes into the Firefly Funhouse and not an entire three-hour show? <laughs> because I think Bray has the majority control over this. I This really feels like Bray Wyatt. Is like... This feels like a Wyatt. My pr- question project. is, what? How come? If that is, if that is the case, when it's like, all right, Bray, just do your own damn thing. I think but. it's more of Bray, maybe conversing with a writer or something, but Bray going to Vince and saying, "This is my idea. Let me run with it." And Vince, you know, he Vince, we've seen, is a little lenient on some people, where he says, "All right, do your thing." New Day, obviously, mm-hmm. that's the biggest one. So. That's kind of where I'm going with this. But, yeah, anyway, Bray walks back, and you're like, shh, Sister Abigail's sleeping. And then she's a bit of a sociopath. And the rabbit pops back up and goes, is that, like, the word of the day or something? And Bray's like, as a matter of fact, that's a great idea. It is the word of the day. Sociopath. And he spells it out in, like, bright, colorful letters. I've never seen sociopath, like, spelled out so happily. It's just, and then and then like, yay! And then he's like, "All right, well, that's all the time we have for today." Uh, remember, what I, whatever the hell he says, cute really? shine. Uh, something about something about the light, and you just have to let me in. And then he gives that little stare for like five seconds, where you can kind of see he starts to lose it, and then he goes goodbye. <laughs> it's just so good, and it's so well acted. Bray is fantastic in this. It's just so good. Well, we I, know he's in great shape, too. So when he gets back into the ring, we, he'll, yes. he'll probably be a beast. My only criticism on this is that they show the same one on Raw and SmackDown. Like, last week they showed yep. it on both shows. This week they showed it on both shows. If you're going to show it on both shows, maybe do two of them. Change up the first one or something. I don't know. Or just play it on Raw. It's filler anyway. Just throw it on Raw. I think that's so. The they're really playing the unpredictability of they don't know what brand he's going to be on. I wouldn't say unpredictability. I would say poor planning. <laughs> they don't. They probably have no idea what brand they're going to put him on. So they're just rolling so they're, with it. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the safest uh, way to go for it. But this has been fantastic, and I love it. So yeah, then we had Naomi and Alexa. Um, <sighs> Becky cut a promo. Lacey cut a promo. They had a brawl. I will say the brawl was very good. I I very much enjoyed the brawl. It kind of showed Lacey can hang with Becky, I guess. I I don't know. It was good. I'm just kind of 
they just keep doing that you Becky'd out. I see. I still like her promos. It's just when the last three weeks she's been coming out on both Raw and SmackDown, cutting almost the same promo, mm-hmm. and it's just getting old. Like they got to change something up. Which, to their credit, Tuesday they did. So that's good. Um, what did we have after that? Okay, we had <laughs> we had Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. New music. They just have their own tag team music now. Wait, wait, new wait, new music. Ryder and Hawkins, new music. It's not the music that they both walked out on in like WrestleMania because they both came out at the same song. Oh, that's I think was that was Kurt Hawkins' music though. Okay. Because this was the first time I heard it. Maybe I missed it the first time. Okay. But this was the first time I heard the new music. But okay. yeah, so they come out. They have a match with the Revival. Uh, Revival think they have it won. Zack Ryder rolls up Scott Dawson for the win. No sign of the Usos. (laughs) I think they're building Usos Revival, and they're building Hawkins and Ryder versus War Raiders, even though that really hasn't been building either. So we'll see. No idea what they're doing. Um, Sami Zayn, same promo. (laughs) It's it's the same. Did he end it with I'll see you in hell? I think so, probably. I don't even. I honestly tuned out because it's the kind of the same stuff. It, he had. Take, he did have one thing. Hold on. I'm taking gonna pull the up. power back from the WWE. I'm gonna pull up the this. pictures from this segment actually because there was this subtle dig that he had. I wouldn't say it's not. It's not subtle at all actually. Psychological entitlement. Psychological entitlement refers to a general belief that one deserves more. Or is entitled to more than others. Now, can you think of any reason that WWE would want to put this on Monday Night Raw? Brock Lesnar? No. It refers to a certain former women's tag team champion. <laughs> a former women's tag team champion. Oh, my God. A subtle, not so subtle dig, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> that was, Sammy was using this. That as, was intended for the WWE universe. Yeah, Sammy is saying that the fans are entitled. That is I, so the writers saying, fuck you, Sasha. That's personally what I think. <laughs> anyway, um, go back to the results here. Yeah, Sammy just got the same promo about how the fans are entitled and blah, blah, blah. Go to hell. <laughs> it... Again, Sammy's great. Same with Becky. They're great promos. These are fun segments. They're getting old. Apparently, Sammy was supposed to feud with Luke Harper. <laughs> so, Luke quit. Understandingly, but they're not granting him his release. They're not? They're actually, apparently, they're like, you're going to have to wait out your contract, which is done in November. But actually, you were injured for about seven months, so we're actually freezing your contract from when you were injured, and your contract is now up next spring. Damn. We're adding those seven, six months to the end of your contract. Yeah, because he got hurt when he was part of the Bludgeon Brothers. It's the same thing they did to Neville, Daniel Bryan. Just froze out the contract. Probably what they'll do to Sasha if that happens. Just freeze your contract. If they're not doing anything, you can technically freeze their contract. It's, it's so they won't. So they still won't even pay him, or they'll pay him? But I, I'm not exactly sure how that works. But it mainly it just adds the length of their contract onto the end of it. Right. So interesting then we had joe versus mysterio mysterio won with a roll-up and joe looked angry after it's a typical samoa joe match now it's 
that U.S. belt is cursed. Mm-hmm. Every new champion, I'm like, they're going to break it. And I really thought Joe was going to be the guy to break it. And he did win at Mania. But good God, it's just cursed. Um, Dominic is back. They're picking up that storyline again. Okay. Yeah, uh, he after the match, he picked up Ray on his shoulders and they celebrated. I think I, I think that because Ray got injured at Mania, they dropped the storyline and they're picking it up now. I think. And then we got a contract signing AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. <sighs> Unfortunately, this was a boring promo. AJ was saying, you're not going to be the next AJ. And Seth was saying, I don't want to be the next AJ. I want to be the new Seth Rollins. AJ was saying, I'm going I'm to build it up. Or whatever you burn down, I'll build up. And then he said, whatever you build up, I'm going to burn down. And it, it was not good. Uh, they signed the contract. They started brawling. And AJ eventually phenomenal forearm Seth. And they both fell into the table. Dope spot. I'm not going to lie. But there was an interesting line hmm. where AJ said, your your friends are gone your buddies are gone mm-hmm. meaning obviously they're not going to refer to dean by name but roman's on smackdown now right. shield is no more it was just an interesting little thing to say on the same night that the club that gals and anderson moved yeah. to raw personally and aj was talking about i always say you have to do whatever you whatever you need to do to win and you did that at mania and I also, you know, I, I think those were just subtle plugs. I think AJ's going to turn heel with the club to win the belt, possibly. Or after the match and then win the belt in Saudi or something or at the next show. Oh, Stomping really, grounds, as it's called. Oh, they're really going to take the belt off of Seth, aren't they? I think so. I personally do. I don't know. I, I And then eventually you can turn Seth heel, I think, too. I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah, that was raw. It was boring. <laughs> Sounds like it. It's not actively damaging to anyone, which okay. is good. Well, that's it was good. just boring. All right. Two out of five. So it just stalled, basically? It just, yeah. Just. Keep the wheels turning. Um, We had Michael Cole. Yes, on we Smackdown? are. We are on SmackDown. Michael Cole interviewing Kofi. I What this felt like was Michael Cole. Because Michael Cole felt very genuine in this. He was saying, basically, congratulations to Kofi. And it felt very genuine. He was kind of congratulated. It, because they've both been in WWE for his 11 years, it felt like a very genuine moment. I was going to say, Cole's been, Cole's been in WWE for as mm-hmm. long as Kofi's been in. So, I th- I personally, I mean, I, I heard this from other people, too. I think this was just Michael Cole wanted to do this on a public stage. Mm-hmm. So, I'm okay with that, I guess. And it was actually good. I didn't mind it. What I didn't like was previous to Kofi coming out, they recapped Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, and WrestleMania. And Michael Cole introduced him as the new WWE champion. It happened three weeks ago. Still new. but, But the fact that they're showing things from Elimination, they showed his journey from Chamber and Mania. We've had these recaps for the last three weeks. I get it was a great moment. But, oh my, it was so, it, I didn't like it. It was very annoying. Fair enough. Um, Kevin Owens eventually came out and interrupted, and he was. With a new shirt. With the, I mean, it's basically the same shirt. It's gray, and it doesn't say show. <laughs> it's KO. 
right. instead of KO Show. Well, that was, well, that was a very brief face run. Yes, it reportedly was supposed to last a lot longer. Why did they switch? I Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's injured. Oh. I think it was. I think they were supposed to continue with Bryan. Yeah. For a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because so I think Ke uh, Kevin reportedly, and this is Big Daddy Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that his nickname now? <laughs> I think in uh, Cultaholic it is. Okay. Um, uh, reportedly, Kevin was supposed to be like uh, positioned as the number two babyface behind Roman, I guess. Hmm. So, yeah. But so Daniel but Bryan's injury changed plans. Uh. So. That's all right. Um, he, I don't even remember what Kevin said, but eventually Xavier came out and knocked, like, kicked, not kicked. He leveled uh, Kevin from behind, but then Kevin super kicked Xavier, and since Xavier is injured because of last week, he got a power bomb to the apron last week. Okay. So he's kind of he's very injured. So that took out Xavier. Kofi ran down. Kevin ran away. Okay. Later in the show, we had. Kofi talking to Xavier in the training room. He was like, dude, you're injured. You still have a family to look after. I can handle this on my own, all right? You you need to rest. You take as long as you need to rest. So they have effectively written out Xavier and Big E. Big E's legit, obviously, but they've, they've written out Xavier. So now it really is Kofi versus the world. And I quite like that, actually. I, really, I, I enjoy that. It's the best of, a, best of a bad situation with the Big E injury, right. I think. And then um, and then bring both then bring the other two back when exactly eventually right um I think uh, so then it was announced later in the show it's going to be the KO show still doing that I don't know who that is uh the KO show special guest Xavier Woods we'll get to that um so the next segment Becky Lynch versus Bailey this is what I'm oh. talking about no promo. Bailey came out. Becky came out. They had a really good match. Yeah, what was with that Twitter beef those two had? It's just I just typical just story just, advancement. Twitter I don't beef? see. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's legit or not. I don't know if I'm getting worked. I don't know. It's it's Twitter, so I don't take too much of it into account as far as storyline goes, because most of them do run their own Twitter accounts, although there's a new story story coming out that Vince McMahon demanded passwords for everyone's Twitter account. Really? Yeah. That, Why? I'm going to have to look into that more. But anyway, I just like that Becky didn't come out and cut a promo. It wasn't the atypical thing that she's been doing for the past three weeks. However, the story with Bailey was Becky has never beaten Bailey. Becky then defeated Bailey tonight, <laughs> or last night. Fairly easily. Becky she never beat Bailey. No, I and this actually, first time they've wrestled on the main roster. Really, in a one-on-one -on -one capacity. Wow. Okay. The last time they fought was 2015 in, in NXT. NXT. Huh. So, again, and here's my thing. So, missed elbow drop, disarm her, tap out. Right. After the match, Charlotte attacks both of them. Why not have Charlotte interrupt the match? Why have Bailey lose? Simple answer in my head, actually, that I just thought of, because WWE. Sasha? No. You can have people lose, then they can win money in the bank. Oh, that makes sense. Bay There's a nice ring to Bailey in the bank. 
I agree. <laughs> I do like that too. I, I mean, that's per. I mean, obviously, that's what they do. You know, you can lose and then win the money in the bank and then lose some more and then cash in and then you're the top guy all of a right, sudden. Right? Yeah, I'm that's that, just WWE com, logic. Yeah, com, like com, that's like the a hard yet soft reset. But still, I think that uh, storyline wise, I think Bailey's the best to win the the briefcase. But I thought it was better when. It was better when it was like you've never beaten me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It. I just didn't think that helped the storyline at all. But yeah, Charlotte beat them both up. Cool. Not much to say after that. Uh, Hardy Boys uh, relinquished the tag team t- tag titles because Jeff is injured. He's going to require surgery, and he's going to be oh, out for several, several months. Yes. Um, How'd he get hurt? They're kayfabe. Lars Sullivan. Not kayfabe, not sure. <laughs> okay. Real life, I don't, I don't know the specifics of the injury, but okay. it is a legitimate injury that he that needs surgery for. But I do like that they are blaming it on Lars in kayfabe because that just builds up Lars. He can say, I took out the Hardys. That's fine. I like that. Which, yes, this then, then did bring out Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And everyone was worried because, dear God, is he going to beat up Jeff? <laughs> right. I was legitimately scared. <laughs> Um, no, he beat up Matt, and then he turned his attention to Jeff. But then, from behind, our truth with the chair to Lars. This allows Jeff to escape. Well, but, this makes sense because our truth has been freaking yeah, tortured. Right? But, but Lars no sold the chair. He just turned around and looked at our truth all pissed. And then truth went for another one, and Lars punched the chair out of his hands. Pretty dope. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It was awesome. Um, and then he just beat up our truth Oh. I, so, I mean, it's a good first feud. I don't mind it. Him versus our truth Yeah. It's something for truth to do. I guess, yeah. I mean, Carmella's already going to be kept busy. It's better than just jumping into, like, Lars versus Roman or Lars versus Kofi. Right. You know? I don't know. I don't mind it, I guess. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, we had Kyrie Sane and Asuka defeating local competitors. Match was kind of boring. The Insane ducks. elbow. Insane elbow is fantastic. Yes. Best part about this segment? Guess who was on commentary? Page. The Iconics. Oh. <laughs> they were phenomenal on commentary. I'm not I, even. They are really going to take the belts off the Iconics super quick, which brings the question, why did they take it off of Bailey and Sasha to begin For with? a surprise factor at WrestleMania. Well, that's stupid. What other surprises were there at WrestleMania? I don't, I'm sure they could have maybe manu- Shane versus Miz. They could have manufactured a couple others. I mean, uh, but I'm also Ray op- over Joe would have maybe. I mean, I'm also oper- operating under the under the mindset of you have this. You're building up these belts. They're the first of its kind in WWE. They're prestigious. They're prestigious. You, and the two people who are the ideal first to get it have it. Yep. Why not let them run with it till at least SummerSlam? That that kind of I'm not saying that I'm anti-iconics. I'm just saying that kind of that, that was kind, that kind of shoots the whole prestigious thing in the head. That was the plan, and that's why ba- that's why Bailey and Sasha Sasha is so upset because that so that was the they plan? were told that they were going to be able to defend the belts everywhere. Well, and yeah, they were going to have a lengthy run. Yes, but then on the day of Mania, like Vin- in typical Vince McMahon fashion, he said, "We need a surprise. Iconics win." And they were and they were the odds odd ones out. Yes. So stupid. I agree. I don't mind it because I like the iconics. No, I'm not good. I was gonna say no. I think the iconics are like one of the are like the perfect heel team to have it. Yes. I just think them having the belt 
then was kind of, uh, but then again, then again, when I look at it, that match was kind of mega predictable going into it, exactly. if you think about it. Yeah, and Vince likes to swerve people every once in a while. Roman Brock. <laughs> Roman Brock, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I recommend watching that match purely for the commentary. I, I don't think I'm overselling it when I say that they are amazing on commentary. It's so well, they're fun. just great talkers in general. Exactly, exactly. Like, both of them are great talkers. They were really fun because they were talking about the match, but at the same time trying to not put over. They were subtly putting over Kyrie and Asuka, but trying not to. It was mm-hmm. so good. It was so good. Laughing at each other's jokes. Corey got a haircut. Corey got a haircut? I just remembered this because I was watching it back, and I was watching Corey. Yeah. Corey's head is buzzed. R- what? It's a buzzed. It, 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 it he doesn't shit. have. Oh, no. no. He doesn't I don't, have his long hair. Anymore. I don't like that. He still looks good. Does he? <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. I mean, yeah, he is, but. I miss the long hair, but. Yeah, it was that threw me off anyway. But, yeah, it, every time Byron tried to, t- tried to talk, they were, shout out, Byron. <laughs> Byron thinks he's iconic. Guys, you got to be joking me. <laughs> so fuck. It's so funny. Was that an actual line? Literally. <laughs> they were like, hey, he's, no, he's not iconic. <laughs> so funny. They're so good. They're just so good. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, so then they had Ember Moon and Carmella announcing that they're in the match. Um. They had a promo backstage where Ember said she was going to take the opportunity to win. Carmella said, I've already done it. I'm going to remind the world why Mella is money. Okay. So remember (laughs) when we were talking about Raw where I said at least Raw had an in-ring segment to announce their male competitors. You want to know how they announced them on SmackDown? How? They threw up the graphic with the Raw people on it, and the other half were the vacant things, right? The announcers said, well... Ali's in the match, and Ali popped up on the graphic. Mm. Finn Balor's in the match, Finn Balor popped up. Andrade's in the match, Andrade popped up. And Randy Orton, and Randy Orton popped up. That's it? That's it. That's it. That's it. There wasn't a segment, they just said it? They did have a tag team match, much like Monday Night Raw, Control-C, Control-V, but... (laughs) 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 But like... That just dawned on me. They didn't even. I, uh, I, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, oh yeah. So then, yeah. Mandy and Sonya were backstage, and okay. Sonya or Mandy said, "One of us get to be in the match, but it's only one of us. Mm-hmm. So we have to decide." Mandy said, "I think it should be you. You're, uh, you're obvious. I think she said something about you. Like you're obviously more talented and blah blah blah. She was yeah. covering up Sonya. I mean, but then Sonya, yeah. Sonya was like, "I know what you're doing." You want me to say that? No, you deserve it. You're like, oh, thank you. But actually, though, you do deserve it because you were this close to winning against Asuka, and I cost you. I love it. Continuity. Continuity. As, as much as I want Sonya in that match. They continu- actually stuck with continuity. Somewhat of continuity, and I love it. I so, mean, even if it's bad continuity, I'll take it exactly. Just because it's continuity. It's, it's a glimmer of continuity, <laughs> and it gives me somewhat of hope. A rare aspect in this damn company. Yeah. Um. So then we had Roman out there talking about Elias and Shane. And I I don't know. Shane comes out and says, "Hey, you're in a handicap match. Here's the B team." What? <laughs> and the then B Roman... team just randomly. On... Yeah. So wait, so wait, wait, wait. Roman... So time out. So, so time, out, time, yeah. out, time out. Time out. Time out. They traded 
Gallows and Anderson for the B team. Yep. Who are, I guess, heels now. Did anyone win that? (laughs) I mean, probably SmackDown because Gallows and Anderson are probably out in a few months. Probably, unless unless, unless your theory about pairing them back with AJ works. Hopefully. But... Did, so, but did anyone win that that swap? No. No. So Roman was like, oh, you're putting me in a handicap match. What next? You want me blindfolded? You want me to tie my arm around my back? Shane was like, no, don't be silly. But <laughs> <laughs> we are going to put a special guest enforcer in the match. Oh, I saw and this. here he is. Hello, my name is... Hello, I'm Elias. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Are you going to tie my hand around my back? Don't be silly. <laughs> Don't be silly, but... <laughs> um, yeah, Elias comes out in a striped jersey, in a striped shirt, so I was like, oh, he's the ref. Then we come back from commercial break, Mike Kyoto's in the ring, and Elias is standing outside of the... What's the point of... What's an enforcer? enforcer? He's a manager. <laughs> Basically? Because literally all he did... I mean, to be fair, there was a ref bump, so at one point he was counting pins. Which I guess is the point. What? Just make him the special. I mean, then no, Roman can't win because I guess no. I don't know. It was stupid. The B just team, when we get continuity, we get the B team were beating him up. Anytime that Roman got the upper hand, Elias would distract the ref and they would double team him and they would get the upper hand. But much like any other, literally any other Roman Reigns match, rest hold, rest hold, rest hold, rest hold, rest hold, rest hold, rest hold. Superman punch spear one two three. <laughs> I shit you not. I said that during the match, oh and God. Zach laughed at me. He's like, "Uh huh, funny." And then the comeback consisted of a Superman punch and a spear, and it was one two three. And there were a lot of rest holds before that. And Zach was just laughing after the match. He's like, "Come on." <laughs> He's like, "I'm telling you, dude. That's the Roman ring. This is why." Ro- okay, okay. I still like Roman. He's a good in-ring competitor. I'm still on the bandwagon. But mm-hmm. this is why we don't like him. Because he's put in these stupid matches like this with people like Elias and Drew McIntyre. And it's just rest hold, rest hold, rest hold, rest hold. Chin lock, chin lock, rest hold. And then Roman gets a Superman punch and a spear. And it's these boring WWE archetype matches that just, they're bad. Roman can put on good matches. He can when they turn when they turn him loose. AJ Styles, what before the brand split? Such good matches, but they do this crap every time. This is why we don't like Roman. Again, I like Roman right now. I'm not saying that I don't. I am losing a little bit of hope in their creative in the way that they Uh write him. (sighs) But yeah, Roman won. So then we had Finn Balor and Ali versus Randy Orton and Andrade. Good match, because all four of them are good. The end. end. (laughs) That's all I gotta say. Finn's apparently in Money in the Bank. Finn, yeah, Finn is in Money. Well, so he's not winning it. Yeah, he's already got the belt. Yeah, why not put Alistair? Why? Oh yeah, Alistair had another one of his. I'm in a black suit and a black background and fear. If he turns so while Bray, so, uh, so while Ricochet is actually doing shit, Alistair is doing vignettes now. Unfortunately, we've already seen him in action. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, why wh- why are you doing introduction vignettes? Why are we vignettes? concealing him? We've seen him in. A- we've literally seen him put a freaking black mask through Bobby Roode. He was on WrestleMania. I know. 
He had a black mass at WrestleMania. To be fair, plans changed last week, so they probably don't have plans for him. But it's probably really easy to just wasn't almost that's true. He was or he was still on Raw. Wasn't also, he? yeah, and also to be fair, he had a dark match against Gender later last night. How hard what, what on SmackDown? Yeah, the, okay. like the dark match after was a, was, was Alice, Alice and Gender. The dark match after was it because they do SmackDown two hundred five and then a dark match. I thought yeah. it, I thought it went SmackDown SmackDown dark match two hundred five. They do two hundred five live right away. So imagine back when mixed match challenger was mm-hmm. a thing. SmackDown to mix match two hundred five dark match. Yeah, shoot me. <laughs> no, no one's getting home. No, but anyway, okay. So this match, yeah, th- th- I, I, we've gone through so many. How hard would it be to put Alistair versus Gender just on the thing? And he can sit in the middle of the ring. He can cut his promo after the match. Apparently, that's fine. The Gender's flying solo, right? I think, G- yeah, because the, the Singh brothers went on. To, were on two hundred five. I mean. We've seen Leo wrestled on both, so that could he. Could. Yeah, but the Sings had their own little different weird Titantron outfit. They've they've had that before though. They Have were they? they were a thing before gender. Were they? Yeah. Oh, I never noticed. Yeah. But anyway, this match ended. Finn Balor hit a brainbuster, and Ali hit a four fifty. Not the 054. He hasn't been hitting the 054 lately. Not sure why. Mm. Maybe because he injured Daniel Bryan with it. Don't know. So they're telling him <laughs> to not do the 054? Very well could be. I don't know. But anyway, that's just speculation on my part. Um, after the match, Finn Balor got hit with an RKO, and then he went for an RKO on Ali. Ali f- fended him off and super kicked him, and Ali stood tall. Cool. Confirmed. Ali's not winning money in the bank. Uh, yeah, I guess he took the pinfall. Andrade. Conf- Andrade better win money my in the bank. My picks. So, okay, we'll talk about that. Let's finish this off quick because I have some theories. So then, yes, we had the Kevin Owens show featuring Xavier. Xavier didn't come out because I think he came to his senses. He's Mm -hmm. injured. He shouldn't come out. (laughs) Kevin then goes, that's okay. I have a plan B. (laughs) He whips out an Xavier action figure from his pocket and puts it on the chair. And he goes, you look a little lonely. Here's Big E, too, and he has, like, gauze wrapped around Big E's leg. <laughs> oh, my God. Even when he's a heel, he's hilarious. So He's so good. Uh, yeah, and then he, like, knocked over the chair. He's whatever. Like, the chair with the action figures kicked it over. Kofi eventually came out. Kofi, who at the beginning of the show, you know, Big E's injured. Xavier got powerbombed last week. Mm-hmm. Kofi's out here dancing to his new day, throwing pancakes with a big old smile on his face. But, so I didn't like that. In the beginning of the show. In the beginning of the show. But here, no music. They just they just jump cut to the stage, and Kofi's just standing there pissed. It was perfect. He runs down, and they brawl. I honestly don't remember who won the brawl. <laughs> I, I think it was Kofi. Oh, okay. No, no, I gouged his eye. Gouged his eyes and escaped through the WWE universe. Yeah, so he just kind of got away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kofi stood tall. That that was good. Co- serious Kofi is good. I hope they continue with it. Serious Kofi because yeah. he should be mad at Kevin Owens for what he did. I didn't like how he was all happy and jolly last week, but mm-hmm. or at the beginning of the show. But yeah, that was SmackDown. Super boring. Wow, what a bad week for WWE yeah. television. Two out of five on both shows, I say. Damn. Now. Money in the bank, real quick, because we have a little bit of time. 
So I'll pull up the things here. Uh, money in the bank, 2019. Um, I want you to tell me who you who you think should win, not who you think will win, and not necessarily who you want to win. Who do I think should win? Who do win? you think should win for each for each? For each or one. for each match, okay. So remind me of the raw field. Oh, I forgot that this was a rumored thing. I wish this was real. The NXT money in the Look bank. Look at this lineup: Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, Tyler Breeze, Dominic Dijakovic. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, he's been popping up every once in a while. Dominic who? Dominic Dijakovic. Oh, you have told me about. Yeah, I love. Does, him. Doesn't he have that like reverse GTS thing you were telling me about? Yeah. You gotta show me that. I haven't seen. Oh, I will. Uh, Jackson Riker, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle would have been a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I'm trying to find the actual match cards, but oh yeah, so here's the men's one. All right, so we've got Ricochet, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Randy Orton, Andrade, Finn Balor, and Ali. So you want me to tell you who should who win? should win? Ali. Really? Okay. Any reason why? I mean, they really pushed him very, 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 very incredibly hard, and then he got his bell rocked. A billion times over. Fair. And plus, I feel I feel like they could easily restart that whole underdog thing that he was. Uh, him being now what the heart of SmackDown Live. Yeah. So have him. Have was he the heart or the soul? <laughs> I don't remember. He was the heart, and uh, Cedric was, okay. was the soul. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Funny, because the black guy has to be the soul. Soul, you know. Fair enough. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that actually. So I think he should win. Who I want to win is fucking Andrade. Yeah. I personally think Andrade should win. I think his character fits the money in the bank. It really does. That's it why fits, I... It fits, you know, the best one. The, the one that I always think back to is Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Who at the time had AJ Lee and, and Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. I just, I think that fits... No, his character is perfect, yeah. especially with Zelina. Zelina's the key, mm-hmm. I think. I, I, I just think it's perfect. He's the heel. And... So here's my thing with Money in the Bank, and this is why I didn't like it last year. Money in the Bank should be won by someone who, the way that they've been booked over the last couple of years, cannot just get thrown into a title match and win on their own. That's why Strowman winning it, like you can throw Strowman into a money in the well, any Strowman title winning match. it just doubled down on the fact that he's just destructive force, but then creative. Like buried well, Strowman yeah. didn't bury Strowman. Creative, creative buried definitely. Strowman. But like you know what I mean. Like you can throw Strowman into a title match and have him win realistically. Right. Have have him be. Yeah. Ideally. And and at the time, Dolph Ziggler couldn't. I'll keep going back to that. You know, yeah. like at it it it's to like make a new star. Exactly. So I, I mean that's the why same I think, could the same could technically in a way. Be too. Yes. You put him in a title match. He ain't gonna win. With right. the money in the bank, he could. Right. He blew it. But he could. I'm not putting it past WWE to, to put, put the, it back on Corbin. to put it back on Corbin. Well, they're really freaking driving him home for whatever reason. If I had to pick who I think should win, I would say Andrade. I think he fits perfectly. I think he should win. If I had to pick a second one, Drew McIntyre. The way they've booked him, I think that's a real jump start. Mm-hmm. And just imagine a claim, not even his music hitting after a match just, just him, him running coming out, out of nowhere claymore. just out, out of nowhere with a claymore and pinning a 1 2 3 for the title i think that it's a great i think that works too and he's a good talker so he can do it um women's who do you think should win oh wow wow 
hope personally, that. I think there's only two options here. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they're both on SmackDown. Yeah. My three options are all on SmackDown. And they're all on the very right side of your graphic. I was just about to say that, actually. <clears throat> so, the two obvious ones being Ember ba and Bailey. For you, yeah. But as you were saying that, I was legitimately thinking the same thing. Mandy wouldn't be a terrible option. No, because remember that weird little mini push they gave her. Yeah. And it would and it would be and the realis most realistically she can't win on her own. Uh-huh. She's a heel. Uh-huh. And she's blonde with We know how Vince is about with tan blondes. I was going I I wanted to put it delicately. A large chest. She is a curvy tan blonde. Vince's ideal Vince woman. loves curvy tan blondes. That's not a bad shout. But personally, which is part of the reason why, well, Alexa won. Yes. Which was great, by Carmella. the way. Carmella. Carmella. Blonde at the time. <laughs> Who's the I, other one? Who's it? Oh, Dana. Dana and Natalia and Naomi. Uh, personally, well, I think Bailey's the best uh, to come out of this. Bailey, I think. I think they could push Bailey as the top. Girl on SmackDown. They should. Bailey should have been John Cena coming out of NXT. She should have been never turned heel, which I, she could now, I guess. It, but she should have been the company girl selling all that merchandise. She's the, over the as kid, hell. The kids love her. She doesn't give up. It, it, it was it was handed to the female John Cena was handed to Vince by Hunter, and he did nothing with her. No. Ruined her John WrestleMania Cena that moment. People probably like, would like a little bit more, unanimously. Yeah, honestly, she was over. She was uh, so yeah. over. The Hey Bailey chants were big. Mm -hmm. The hugger sections Because remember big. when she made that pop-up debut at SummerSlam and yeah. everyone lost their creative minds yeah. before she made her official call-up? So I, I think Bailey's good. I, I think it fits her character right, right now, where she is a more serious Bailey who's focused on singles competitor and winning. Right. I don't. Whereas Ember, I think they just didn't. They built her. I was like, oh, she was, she was his ultimate foil. She was probably Oscar's number one rival. She, since the main roster, she's been, she's basically been a fill-in tag team partner, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And then the weird feud with Nia Jax. Yeah. But literally everyone has feuded indirectly with Nia Jax at some point. Yeah. If. So in my mind, it's either gonna be in my mind, I think it's it's gonna be Bailey or Ember, but realistically speaking, I I, can I see Mandy. Honestly, but I wouldn't yeah. be upset with Mandy, honestly. Neither would I. I mean, I would be a wee because I was like, really, of all the people on this, that's fair. I was like, with with a lineup that has the likes of Dana, Bailey, Ember, we now. give it to Mandy. But that that could do wonders for her and further that little. Feud with her and Sonya. There's one that if she wins, I might actually start wa stop watching Monday Night Raw. Natalia? Yes. I figured. Why would they give it to her? I, th I don't think they would. But hey, <laughs> it would have worked nice if Ronda was still there so she could backstab her friend. Yes, I. Which I Ronda mean, she could hold it, and Ronda could come back on SmackDown and win it, and then she could. So hold, so we're gonna have Natalia have the money in the bank for an entire. It would only be a couple months, October. A couple, I say. What four or five? Ronda's, five? Ronda's gonna get impregnated by. Travis oh, that's Brown. true. 
<laughs> I'm just they're thinking. on their hashtag impregnation vacation. Did you not see that on Instagram? No, I did not. Well, I sure did. <laughs> and Anne Marie was just like, was like, I don't know that I don't know if this is if the meets are gonna get pregnant. I'm like, Anne Marie, they literally, she literally just told that's the, the world she, they're about she they're about to get knocked up. That's the reason she left. It's because she wants to start a family. Anyway, yeah, I have a baby. Would be very upset with Natalia. I don't like Natalia. I respect her for what she does and what she's done. But her character sucks. Her in-ring style is very stale and very clunky. I just clunky is a good word. No, clunky Clunky is a good word to describe her in-ring style. I would be fine with any other one. I would be like, you know what? Okay, that's fine. But Natalia would be very upset. But anyway, I think that's all the time we have for today. Unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Dean Ambrose might be going to AEW. <laughs> Potentially. I wouldn't mind that at all. That video looked amazing. Especially that final shot of mm-hmm. him with the barbed wire and his fingers are yes. bleeding. That sh- so dope. Like, that is the Dean Ambrose. That is what wrestling should be. I liked. I love Maybe it. this is me reading into it so much. But when he broke out of the jail and everything... I kind of yeah. took that as him breaking out of the quote-unquote Ambrose Asylum. Definitely not reading too much into that. That uh, is 100% what it had to like. Because I saw that. I was just like, that I was like that. I was like, it was like, John Moxley, you clever. And you could see literally the hound <laughs> chasing after him. The like, they were like, of, the, the hounds, hounds of, justice. of justice. No, 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 wait. We got the Shield reunion. Stay. I'm telling you, that's exactly what it was. And he had to climb over the fucking the, the barbed wire, but then he embraced the barbed wire. I, it's so good. John Moxley. And now his bio just says professional, professional period, wrestler, period. Yes. <laughs> it's not a sports entertainer anymore. This is the John Moxley we need. <laughs> For the record, he probably is still good friends with Seth and Roman. Oh, 100%. Seth. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, so. I mean, he's still ma- and he's married to Renee. Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got nothing. That's all the time we have for today. Okay. Next episode, specifically, because I already told Chad what we're talking about. Saturday, Saturday I will, well, Friday night into Saturday, I'll up- upload the episode. It'll either be me and Chad or me, you, and Chad, depending on scheduling. I was going to say, depending on time, yeah. I should, I can make it. Um, we will specifically be talking about the NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. NFL draft, quickly with chad just his thoughts on some things for and that'll be the first half of the show give or take i'm guessing the second half of the show will be more than half of the show because the second half of the show will be avengers endgame talk so uh, and obviously we'll get we'll say this at the beginning of that show too there will be spoilers because we will be talking the movie in full so but we'll say that before we start talking about it and all that stuff but yeah that's what the next episode will entail hey random question no yes. i just from have you listened to that album yet <laughs> no. I should. Just the same I ones? Know. Like strange yeah. like I the singles so. and my strange addiction. I think so, yeah. Okay. Have you heard yeah, you, I think we played the new Taylor song for you. You did. Well good. when we were playing softball. I yeah. very much enjoy that song. I it's a it's a pretty split decision. I put up a like a little poll thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The majority liked it. There were a few people, you know, I mean the people that I expected, Kiz and Josh, who were like, like it. Ant- yeah, but they're those are the kind of like anti. Yeah, a lot of people. Play, yeah, they, I mean that's just not their kind of music, which that's is fair. fair. They like Brockhampton and you know, right? And the, yeah, but 
I I enjoyed the song. I think it's very good. I I'm gonna have to listen to it again to form an, a full opinion. I've listened to it, but a I can lot. <clears throat> but I can already tell you right now I am going to hate it this summer. That's fair because it is going to be inescapable, and for whatever reason, like I can hear certain Taylor Swift songs mm-hmm. and be like, all right, this is one where if they play it enough, like I'll be agitated, but I'll kind of enjoy it. Just through the first listen through. Just like hearing it, like I already feel like that's gonna be one where I'm gonna hear it, hear it like for a solid. I'm gonna hear it like ten times within a solid three days on the radio, and I'm gonna grow to resent that song. There is that little part towards the end where they're like, "Spelling is fun." Like that part's a little weird. I enjoy it because I think it's really silly. <laughs> right, and just it's just some fun it, banter. It's, it's very much Taylor, yeah. and it's very much Brandon. Yeah. But I feel like I'm just gonna not enjoy it. Because the last few big Taylor Swift singles, I've been kind of, I've been able to hear a whole lot. Like, I'll just the only reason I skip is because I'm just like, eh, I'm not really in the mood for it. Yeah. Like, uh, that's like, uh, like Endgame or whatever, uh, her song with uh, Future. Ah, yes. Like, I was like, okay, this is cool. I just don't feel like listening to it. Yeah. Look what you made me do. I can hear it whenever. Great song. Right. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. I could, you could play that now, and I'll, anything from the Red album, I'll freaking jam to. Um, I don't know, but let me get back to you after I hear, it, after I finally sit down and actually listen to it. The same time I was like listening to it while that's fair. The first thing I said when I heard it when Zach played it for me, did Zach like it? Yeah, Zach's a huge Brendan Urie guy. So, so. That, that's what I was wondering. Did he like? Does he like it because just because of Brendan Urie? Does he like it because it's a? I think it's mostly because of Brendan, but I think he 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 digs he, he digs the Taylor it. part yeah, of it. I, okay. I think he actually likes the song. I the, literally the first thing I said when I heard the song, it sounds like a summer anthem. It's going yeah. to be a summer so it's anthem. Go, it's going to be, which I'm okay with. I I think it's a Taylor's. It's a I'm saying Taylor's no dumbass. She's no. she's strategic she with her stuff. It's a very strange pairing too, that I never thought I'd actually hear. Taylor Swift and Brendan Urie. I never thought I'd hear Taylor Swift in future. True. Taylor and Kendrick still one of my favorite songs that everyone else hates. <laughs> Dude, that's that collaboration's so, killer. So good. But anyway. Yeah. I kind of like her collaboration with Ed Sheeran probably greater than all of them, though. Everything has changed. Oh, yeah. Decent. I like it. Well, anyways, enough of me- enough, <laughs> enough music. Oh, wow. Kieran would be proud. My friend who lives in Buffalo, who yeah. is the biggest Taylor Swift fan of it. The <laughs> one I've seen Taylor Swift twice with. Ah, oh, gotcha. I've seen Taylor Swift. Twice. I saw her when she was good. <laughs> Hashtag country. What album was that? That was early. Self-titled? No. Speak now? Mm, I guess I don't really was know. It fear- was it speak? It might have been. Was it the Fearless tour? Fearless. That sounds about right because I feel like I heard her sing Fearless. I don't know for sure. I do know the timeline when I went. Mm-hmm. I went 2010 or 11. That sounds like fearless. That sounds like fearless. I want to say it was eighth grade, so it was about. That, that sounds year. a lot like fearless. Yeah. Because I keep getting tripped up which came out first, fearless or speak now. Yeah, I have no idea. Karen. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <laughs> For the, right. Third time's a charm. Let's try this again. Take us out. Sounds good. First round KO. Catch us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most of your other favorite podcast providers. On Twitter, follow us at. FRKL Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. Follow myself at Connor underscore seven. Follow three count review at the number three count review. 
Follow Irigo Yelich at it's pretty damn self-explanatory. Here we go, Yelich. We're trying to take over Twitter. Links in the description. Oh, dear. Lord. Endgame. Endgame. We're talking Endgame. Oh, God. You guys want to hear a grown man cry on a podcast? You're going to hear three of them cry on a podcast, most likely. (laughs) Chad is a dedicated fan, and he's going to have a lot to say, and I cannot wait. Uh, It's going to be really fun. Man, I already said I didn't want to watch this movie for another month, and now i got to talk about it. I'm watching it next week. (laughs) I'm going to get paid, and I'm going to watch it right away. You, you, I need to see it again. You, uh, you, uh, I'm able to suppress my feelings. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Uh huh. Until the next time. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> <laughs> Something, something, something shot this system day one edge. Chili, who be kidding about as cold as my wrist? Got me down in the fifth, got me drowning in indecisions. Genie, I'm full of wishes, still can't help with the disposition. I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege. Trust beyond belief, so can trust going through the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the J Dilla Dilla. Need another dollar, dollar in Manila. So vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run. Tongue drip sliced down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot 